0: This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, helping you maneuver the road of real estate. Get up to speed with expert insights on the mortgage industry and your Northwest stomping grounds. Buy, sell, invest, and rest. Street Talk. Now, with his panel of industry insiders, here's Chris Davies.
1: Good morning, Seattle. Good morning to the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to Street Talk. It's your real estate show on all things real estate. We have a full panel today to discuss all the varieties that go into real estate. I have uh, Mr. Patrick Crowthers from Compass. Good morning, Chris. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's you know a couple of days before Christmas. It's uh, exciting. Pouring down rain out, but I, I've have
2: completed all my Christmas shopping, so I'm okay.
1: Yeah, Tomorrow. it's very uh, very monsoonish this morning. Depending on uh, what hour, what minute it was. Exactly. Also, we have Mr. Blake Nelson, also from Compass. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're welcome. And then we have Mr. Robert Bonner, architect extraordinaire.
3: Thank you, Chris. Glad, glad to be back and um, look uh, forward to talking with uh, all y'all.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of things to this guest, And also, of course, Ariana Adire, uh, extraordinaire on the interior design front.
4: Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, a
1: lot to talk about. Uh we, we talked or we spoke about what the Fed was going to do in their meeting that was just uh, last week. And there was a little bit of anxiety going into that meeting as to whether or not uh, they would raise rates again. Uh, the prognosis a month ago was that they would, but with uh, all the things that are going on with the economy, you see what the Dow's done over the last couple of weeks, that maybe they would uh, pause or maybe slow it down. But no, they went ahead and raised it in another quarter point. Uh a lot of people will think that this is directly related to mortgage rates. It's just the short-term interest rate. It's Essentially, it's the start of where lending starts. It's the overnight rate that banks charge each other. So uh, what it does affect, it does correlate to what Prime is. Prime is pretty much uh, is what's connected to your HELOCs. A lot of credit cards are connected to it. Uh, your short-term loans are going to be connected to it. Uh, so it's going impa- to impact a few things. Uh, those of you on variable rate credit cards, expect to see that little uh, interest rate disclosure coming your way in the next month or two saying that uh, that rate's going to go up. Those of you that have arms that are on the adjustment phase, expect to go ahead and get that uh, little notification. If you're still in a subprime loan, you'll be notified of that as well. Uh, your HELOCs, your HELOCs are going to go up. A quarter point now. A quarter point in of itself isn't going to impact things too much, but this is the fourth time this year. So that's a one percent rate increase Hmm. just this past year. It's the ninth. It's the ninth increase since two thousand fifteen. So when you take that into account, that's basically two and a quarter percent since two thousand fifteen. So if you've been in that same sort of loan, you've seen that rate go up two and a quarter points. Hmm. Crystal ball question? Yes, two
2: thousand. Nineteen. What is your uh, expectations? We already know you owe a steak dinner, um,
1: <laughs> friendo. But you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, w- what are your expectations? Well, I mean, the big thing, you know, one thing that came out of that. Uh, typically, when the Fed meets, what they'll normally do is they'll they'll basically have a a press conference to talk about a little bit about what they're, I wouldn't say strategy, but what they're looking at, so to speak. There was some change in their verbiage. Uh, their change in verbiage were some gradual uh, rate increases versus gradual rate increases, meaning the fact that they're gonna, they're probably going to slow down what they're doing. Uh, initially, people were thinking that there were going to be three rate increases uh, next year. Now, that number is probably going to be about two, and with another wh- – a single rate increase for 2020. Then they'll sort of be in that target rate of where they want to be. So you're still looking at this uh, overnight rate going up a half to three quarters of a point in the next two years. Now, long term interest rates do follow what the Fed does, eventually, Not not in the short term, but in the long term. So whether it be in six months, whether it be in a year, this just means that rates are still going to go up.
2: And what does that mean to the buyer? Let's say a buyer who's trying to purchase a five hundred thousand dollars home, something that spikes up, let's say, a quarter point. Obviously, there's a lot of variables there, um, but what does that mean to somebody who's listening, who's
1: you know, his first time home buyer? Let's say. Well, I think, I think you know, it's a great, it's a great, great question. I think when you look at what's happening to the market out there, in other words, what's happened to the increase in inventory. Uh, buyers decreasing over the cu- over the past six months. You know the price drop that we've talked about a little bit. That's happened over the past six months. People are being squeezed out of, uh, or oh, they're thinking it's not affordable for them. Uh, if you're buying a five hundred thousand dollar house, and you know you got a quarter point rate increase, again, that's not the two aren't correlated. But when rates go up significantly, you're going to lose purchasing power. Mm-hmm. And as you lose, we're purchasing- starting to see that
5: taper back though in the terms of negotiation and pricing.
1: Absolutely. And also right now, there's a reprieve just because of the fact that's what what's happened in the last two or three weeks with what's going on with the trade war and such. Rates have actually come down a little bit. You've seen a quarter point drop in interest mm-hmm. rates. Absolutely. So you know, again, the people that are out there, the people that have been on the fence, now is sort of the time. Now you've got the best of both worlds converging, right? I think to Pat's question though, what is it for the
5: general consensus of if rates go up a quarter point, how does that affect affect purchase power?
1: Okay, that's a great question. I'll, actually, I'll, ans- I'll answer that directly in the next segment. I'll do the math on it and tell great. you how it affects per, per 100000 But basically, a quarter point rate, if I remember correctly, is about $18 a month per $100,000. Because then what
5: buyers can do is start to get into a little bit of a dollar cost averaging scenario in terms of, okay, do I wait and gamble the market? Uh, but if interest rates go up and I wait until that next point, now am I just trading dollars in terms of where I'm going to be at in my pricing?
1: Well,
2: and I, but, oh, and I think that one thing I know, Lisa and I do, and I'm I, actually I know Blake without even uh, asking him is it's not about what the actual price is as much as what the monthly payment's going to be. And so, just like you know, trade dollar for dollar, right there, it's it's really important to say, hey, this is my payment. This is what happens if it hikes up. Um, it's it's not about necessarily the purchase price, but interest well, rate types. People
1: buy a payment. What what they can yeah, afford. I on think a... we went over that the last time. You know, yeah, people
5: don't buy homes; they buy
1: payments. Exactly. And I, what we've always stressed, actually, over the years on the show, is we've always said especially for first-time home buyers, if you're paying, say, 2000 a month in rent and you're looking at a $2,500 house payment, keep paying the rent, but then throw $500 into savings. Mm-hmm. Sort of practice that mode or practice that payment for a period of three to six months. And then if, that, if you don't feel the pinch, then you know that that, that payment's going to be affordable for you. The other big factor that I think here is that, that kind of gets missed is in the last four or five years... Uh, up until about spring, up until about summer, people weren't looking at just buy, you know, just putting the mo- the money down for the house. They were looking at all the inspection costs. They were looking at the loan costs. All these different scenarios. Now, all these different types of things can be negotiated in to the purchase just because of the fact that homes are sitting on the market longer.
5: I think that seller credits are absolutely huge because that the way that you can put that money into closing costs and prepaids and saving. Um, buyers or prospective buyers cash out of their pocket to put more into their down payment or to get that seller credit to buy down the rate. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do in this market that are so much more creative to make all sides happy.
2: And and how do you think that's going to? Um, do you think it's going to remain that way for 2019? I mean, what is your expectations as far as the the
5: um, you know the purchasing? I mean, that's a. That's a total crystal ball question too. Uh, It's a a tough one. I mean, I really do believe that we're going to run through the spring and then see a bit of a tick up again. I think that pricing is going to taper back till about summer and not taper back in a bad way, but we're just going to see some negotiation. I think that that's going to be the perfect spot where it could be a good time for rates, a good time to get in, a good time to be affordable in terms of pricing. And then we're going to tick up and see it get a little bit more competitive throughout the summer again.
2: Yeah, we saw we saw buyers take a little bit of a break, kind of. You know, I want to see what's going on because it was such a drastic change from what we had been experiencing in the past four years. But now everyone's coming back on. They're looking at rates. Uh, they they want know that hey, I should be aggressive now because I was aggressive before, it wasn't working out.
5: And if they feel like they can get a deal, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just. for I was just talking with Chris about this before we came on air is that I just closed a property. We got 75000 off the original list price. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we got a little bit of a seller credit, bought down the rate. Um, it was a really, it was even not necessarily a win-win scenario. It was a little more in our favor, uh, which is something that we haven't Oof. seen in quite some time. Mm.
2: But I think you've made a good point. With the seller credit, is is extremely valuable to a lot of people. There's a lot of millennials purchasing right now that don't necessarily have as much money down to put down, but they are making these high salaries that they can actually make the monthly payment. So it's not as much the monthly payment for a lot of people, but the cash in hand.
1: Well, again, up to up to about starting in January, this comes. This brings up the next topic that I was going to get into. I mean, the lo- loan limits are actually going up again. Just, I was going to ask you that, just because of the fact that with what's happened with pricing, what, loan what limits has have it gone increased up. To? Uh, which what was that? What, what
3: has it increased to?
1: Oh, so uh, on your conforming loan limits, meaning that uh, your Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac backed loans, these are the loans that would require say five percent down. That loan limit's gone up to seven twenty six five twenty five. It was at six sixty seven five hundred. So you're talking about almost an increase of fifty thousand dollars there. Wow. So if you put five percent down, you're looking at a purchase price of around seven sixty for five percent down. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, all other, you know that this is in King Pierce and Snohomish County.
5: You know what I did want to get into too is I think is the biggest missed factor is people buying in the kind of east side neighborhoods as property taxes because mm. you know especially doing. Um, if you're buying a new construction property or whatnot you're you're not really reflecting a true property tax, which is going up and then in terms of buying new construction, you're going to get hammered with that in the next year, and that's something cogni that buyers need to be cognizant about.
1: Yeah, from the lending side, they typically will impose a one and one and a quarter to one and a half percent uh, sale of pr- property tax of the sales price. And typically, it's going to be less than that. So you get sometimes on the loan side, people will waive impounds, meaning they don't want, they don't want the taxes and insurance included in the payment, mm-hmm. but they want to be able to know approximately what it's going to be.
5: Then you have to pay them, what, every six months
1: or something like that? Exactly. You yeah. can actually determine exactly what it's, be, what, what it's going to be when you get the mill rate. I mean, yeah. property taxes are determined by the mill rate. There's a lot more to talk about. We got uh, Ariana and Robert to j- jump in right here because one of the missed things that we're not talking about is you can actually buy a home with a fixed upper loan hmm. and what that means and how would you go about doing that because I think when we talk about deals or getting uh, bargains, so to speak, some of those homes out there that need some rehabbing yeah. may-, may potentially be bought, not for a song, but a relatively good deal, bringing that, making that, making it quite a bit more affordable. Folks, the number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Once again, it's 844-TALK-101. There's a lot more to to discuss. For
6: over 30 years, home buyers have turned to this local expert and my friend for guidance. Hey everybody, it's John Curley with Laura Keel. It's always so great to see you, Laura Keel, from Laura's Home Loans. You and your experience is so beneficial to the clients, isn't it?
7: It really is. It's hard to match that many years of experience. I've been through every kind of market and uh, our loan officers are just the best.
6: What is it that you're trying to do for clients and their family?
7: We want them to get the house that's going to bring them joy mm-hmm. for their entire entire life.
6: What is sort of the common question that comes up all the time with mortgages?
7: The biggest question in this area is uh, what about home values? We expect home values to be high for a long time around here. So now is the time to buy. Now is the time to refinance.
6: That's Laura's Laura's Home Loans. Laura's got the best team working with her. You can reach her at 1 Ask Laura. That's 1 833 Ask Laura at laura'shomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL 40445, an equal housing opportunity. Thanks, Laura.
8: When picking a real estate broker, customer satisfaction is key. Hi, this is Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. When buying or selling a home, there's a lot to consider, and you've got a lot on your mind. As your real estate broker, it's my job to get the information that's right for you. Your interests are of interest to me. Now, there's a great deal of technology and information out there, but it takes a human touch to bring those numbers to life and close the deal. We'll utilize today's state-of-the-art tools, Keller Williams' industry experience, and as a Seattle native, I know our stomping grounds like the back of my hand. I've also been honored with the Seattle Magazine Award for Best in Client Satisfaction. I'm Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. Get first-class real estate service from me and my team. Call 206-935-6262. Again, 206-935-6262. If you're buying or selling, I'm here to help. 206-935-6262.
9: Hey, it's Dory Monson with Brian, a fellow thirty ten weight loss for life customer. And Brian, your story is incredible. How much weight did you lose at thirty ten? Eighty three pounds. That is fantastic. Congratulations. My wife says that
10: basically she has a new boyfriend.
9: <laughs> <laughs> to be back in that category where you're getting positive comments about your physical appearance, that's that's pretty cool. Well, and it worked
10: finally. I broke down and bought some new clothes and, and you know, I have to
9: admit, I'm looking pretty good. Isn't that fun when you get to buy that new wardrobe?
10: Oh, yeah. I lost eight inches in my waist, and I looked in the mirror, and I just smiled. And I said, geez, Louise, sweet. (laughs) My son sent me a picture of about two and a half years ago, and then he sent me a picture from two weeks ago, and he goes, wow, congratulations.
9: What's your story going to be? Give him a call, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010, or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it.
0: Sharing the latest news and exchanging insights on the mortgage industry and all things real estate, this is Street Talk. Now, with an ear to the pavement of our Northwest stomping grounds, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies.
1: Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday, wet Sunday morning. Uh, We appreciate that very much. It's your real estate show and all things real estate. So, uh, from a loan perspective, I would have to say that one of the tools that doesn't get utilized enough in my eyes i don't see it i haven't uh, seen it used very much this year is the uh renovation loan yeah. so you know when you talk about uh, your loan limits going up to seven twenty six five twenty five hmm. your renovation loan you can, there's two types of them currently that will go to that loan limit one's going to be the f h a two o three k loan so that loan down to a 580 credit score, you can do 3.5% down. Wow. What's the rate? Uh, it's going to be what their standard FHA rates are. So okay. in other words, you're not looking, I mean, obviously if it's between 600 and 580, it's going to be a slight hit because of credit score. But uh, let's just call it uh, anywhere from, say, 4875 to 5.5. Yeah. You know? Um but the thing about that loan is you have to have a HUD inspector. He, be, he acts as a general contractor, basically. He assesses all the work, makes sure that the, the bids, he aligns the bids for all the things that can be done. Both of these loans can do structural re- renovations. Wow. Um, on the FHA side, luxury items cannot be improved, luxury items being swimming pool. Ah. Hot tub, Sounds that type familiar. of thing, right? <laughs> but structurally, you could, you could increase the size of a kitchen. You could do a second-story addition. Mm. You could do, you know, tear down any, walls. Are there any
5: guidelines to have uh, working appliances in there, or could you buy a total gut job?
1: Again, it, mm. what dr- what's going to drive each of these loans is going to be the end value. Okay. So in other words, when you take the finished product, so that's what's so great about it. You can look at the house right now. And let's say, for example, you're a visual person. You know, you see this house that's leaning sideways with windows falling out. And you go, gosh, you know, if it was straight and with a second story on it, new roof, angled, uh, beautiful bronze windows, whatever, right? Yeah. And you see all that, and the end value of that house supports the 35 or 5% down Plus the cost wow. of the renovation and the cost of the pli- the appliances, you can do that all day long.
4: So, do you need some sort of um, visual, like plans and, and so forth, to show the bank what is your vision? Because you can say, "Hey, I'll-
1: exactly." So that's actually a fantastic question. So you have to do some legwork before you do something like this. You you would need to either have an uh, architect or contractor have the plans and have the plans done. Mm-hmm. So that and approved way, with, too, right? Pardon me. Approved. Approved. Yeah, I would say that I would want it to be to that mm-hmm. stage, just because some of these pro- loan programs they only have a six month time time frame for completion. Oh, okay. So sometimes, if you have a permit process and some of those things, that could actually be a hindrance, right?
3: Uh huh. But can you uh, do a contingent offer upon some of these uh, improvements?
1: Absolutely, you could do. I mean, that, great time that would be, for that. that would be based upon if the house isn't selling, it's going to sit there for three months. Yep. You could initiate. I think they call that what's that called when you when you investigate what's possible with a property? That's feasibility. Called feasibility. feasibility. Yep. So you can do the feasibility, start the permit Perfect. process, mm-hmm. and then as soon as the permits get approved, go ahead and close the transaction yeah. because your construction loan, all those things are going to be done at that point. It's, so,
3: and, oh, and, and it's great to do that too because you get to show the neighbors what's possible. Like you get to set the standard, you get to set the bar. You know these eyesores, right? I I, I live on a street that was just a bunch of eyesores and, uh, you know, being a visual person, I could see around that. And now I'm seeing my neighborhood transform where, you know, these homes were 300, 400, 500, and then they're tearing them down or rebuilding them and they're getting, you know, upwards of a million plus. So you see the potential there and, and the loan process is a lot better when you have something physically there than say raw land, cause you got the sewer, you got the electrical, you got some foundation you can re reuse framing so i mean it is a process but at the end of the day you get to create something that is unique customized to what you want and uh you know with all this fed stuff and um I feel bad for Trump, you know, because I, I feel like he's doing some great hold, things. Hold on a second, what? No, I just wanted to throw that <laughs> in there. <laughs> I, I want to see him I fire like somebody. I interrupting.
2: <laughs> okay, I think we're going to move on. security of <laughs> defense is gone.
5: No, but honestly, uh, in real life scenario, it does happen in terms of contingent offers. I mean, I le- legitimately last week had a contingent offer on a so it was $600,000 home to a $2 million sale. Wow. And uh, we were contingent on that, and it was a builder new construction deal. Huh. And so $600,000, 12, 1300 square foot Rambler went and bought a house three blocks away that was built up, new construction, $2 million. Contingent on that, builder goes, hey, this is great, 10-day feasibility. And wow. we went contingent, huh. offer straight to pending because builder turned back around to a 10-day feasibility, and now we're pending.
6: Wow. Because the, the builder is buying that deal.
5: home and then huh. now all of a sudden building back up. So yeah, it, it, great. it's the way that the neighborhoods can gentrify and mm-hmm. the market is such that that does happen. That yeah. did not happen uh, six, eight months ago, really. I mean, and and if it did, no one really knew about it because it was all off market. Yeah. And I'm so, getting
3: letters from, uh, you know, big builders yeah. that, that give you those kind of opportunities where they say, hey, yeah, we'll take your house and we'll give you a new one. And it's yep. great idea you
2: know so one thing you know there's a lot of older homes in the seattle area obviously that that have great space down below in the basement and i I just i i i love the idea of what you did with jacking a home up just to give more space in the basement that wasn't usable um how does that process work and like what i mean is that available to a lot of people
3: it it is you know and and the thing is is when you have a basement um it's not considered a floor so say like in kirkland or um normandy park these cities that use FAR, um, uh, people are passing on some of these properties because they don't understand it, right? It's kind of complicated, but it, it's not that complex, right? Um, so anything that you have underground or, you know, lower grade, yeah, that doesn't actually count towards the square footage. So actually Ariana and I were working on a project in Kirkland currently, mm-hmm. and they're maxed out on the FAR. And they're like, well, what can we do? Well, we can go underground. Just huge do
4: garage, it. too. So that's, yeah. that's, that's the square footage that can be used. And one of our suggestions was, like, hey, can we drop the garage and have that underground, pretty much? So then we're gaining um, a lot of square footage.
3: Yeah, it's probably, like, um, it was a huge garage. So mm-hmm. it was probably, like, 600 square feet in that area of Kirkland, east of Market. Um, I mean,
5: well, I was going to say that? not to mention, because Kirkland, you guys probably have to fight with the height restrictions, huh?
3: Yeah. And you got the height restrictions. Yeah. So, so like, it makes restrictions. it, yeah, mm-hmm. everything exactly. restrictions.
5: yeah, everything restrictions. Yeah. But it, I mean, what a creative way to be able to yeah. go underground, add some square footage.
3: Cause yeah. in real estate, you don't get any value for a garage, which is kind of weird, you know? And uh, I feel like the East side, you know, we're, 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 we're LA based in a way of mentality that we got to get in our car. We yeah, can't walk. So, I mean, who's going to buy a, a house in Kirkland with no garage, right? Well, especially
1: with the weather. I mean, oh, especially yeah. when you, you take your $100,000 car, <laughs> you want to leave it outside all day long. No. I mean, uh, yeah, It's surprising
2: it's how pe- how many people in, in Seattle don't care about a garage because they're moving here yeah. for the public transportation and uh, you right. know, they want to be downtown. So we do a lot of business in the, in the Cap Hill, First Hill, Central area, um, Columbia City. And there's a lot of people like, nope, we don't even have a car. But on the east side, that's a completely yeah. different story. A whole
3: different story, and 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 it's a great way of of doing something. Um, I mean, you know, who buys a two million dollar home in, in Kirkland without a garage, right? And, and it. It has to be a three car garage. I think a two car garage in Kirkland in that area might not be acceptable at that price point.
5: You know what? I would like to ask you guys too, in terms of design, what I see a lot now is a two car tandem. Mm. So it's still a three car, but what are your thoughts on that in terms of coming, you know, two car garage, but one goes back Mm -hmm. into a two car tandem stall. So you essentially have three stalls, but you know, you L shape. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that a good way to save space i mean what are your thoughts on that
3: yeah i think it's a great way to save space mm-hmm. cost right cuz how much is that garage story going to cost you know if you're doing it glass. To do a third
5: bay or like, yeah, as long as right. you
4: have the square footage allowed for that too so that you know you don't want to run a- into that issue or have smart planning cuz like with that even house uh, it's a huge home, but just the layout of it isn't ideal and uh, there's a lot of uh, square footage lots and hallways and just bad planning all together. um you have a huge master bath bedroom bath, but it's it it seems like it's an entire bowling alley to get from one area to another. so like if it was designed right and the layout was done good, then I mean that home is is like perfect, um but just like smart smart space planning is super important. Well,
1: it would seem to me we you, you were just talking about far. So if the, if 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 the garage is a little bit below grade, mm-hmm. where it doesn't it count for the square footage? Then you just you, then you build it above above it. It seems like yeah. you, could, you could make that space as big as you would want.
3: Yeah, right. And, 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 and I mean that that property over there. I mean, what are you getting? Like eight hundred, nine hundred bucks a square foot. Um, in that neighborhood. So they bought yeah. this home for 1.9. If they could revitalize that garage to living space, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be a $2.5 million home, you know? What Do you guys ever uh,
5: rearrange staircases and stuff? Oh, yeah, like all the, the time. I was going to say, because yep. that's a big, yep. I mean, square foot, so much, it's
4: just exactly. lost. Exactly, and, and then you know? that house, exactly, it's, it's just in the wrong place. It's right in the middle of the house. Yeah. <laughs> cutting yeah. everything up, so it's... Um,
3: we're, we're working on another one uh, in Normandy Park, and this house has gone through... Four different people, right? And uh, they were interviewing uh, designers. And uh, I I like to share ideas freely. And I just said, hey, you know what? The problem in this house is a staircase. You need a new staircase. And they're like, oh, my God. That's exactly what we need. And so that is what landed the project. Because when you stack that circulation and and the light that comes in through a staircase, you know the, the presence of when you go into a home with a grand staircase,
5: this home had none of it could be a totally different feel oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally yeah.
4: Feel. The, the entire process again that's like what do you see when you open the door and and how how does the how does the human move through that space and that's like super important which a lot of times is overlooked it's all about hey let's just build 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 and then it's like oh and how but do we get from 1a and then like the grand feeling and transition and so forth all of that is, is super important i
1: think flows are really important that's where Ariana really comes into play with the flows, the coloring, just the overall setup. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, let's face it, some of us are just numbers people and we we sometimes miss, you know, the forest through the trees, so to speak. Folks, there's a lot more to talk about on this subject. The number to the show is 844-TALK-101. Once again, 844-TALK-101.
6: For more than 30 years, local veterans and service members have turned to this expert and my friend for Home Buying Guidance. Hi, everybody. It's John Curley with Laura Keel with Laura's Home Loans. Laura, our military members certainly deserve the benefits, but what are some of the opportunities that they can also enjoy when it comes to a VA loan?
7: You know, VA loans are absolutely spectacular, and I'm just so honored that we can serve our veterans by offering this in our area. I love our veterans.
6: What kind of questions do some of the service members have when they come to you?
7: You know, their questions aren't any different than the questions of most people, which is, how about house values? Is this a good time to buy? Is my investment going to be pretty secure in this area? Those are the kinds of questions they have. The VA loan is honestly the best loan I know of in the United States. So if you're qualified, you're getting a very good loan.
6: Laura is the one to call 833 ask Laura. That's 833 ask Laura or com. My friend, Laura Keel, Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL40445, an equal housing opportunity.
9: When people throughout Western Washington are ready to start losing weight and living healthier, they call the effective and affordable 3010 Weight Loss for Life. It's story Monson, you know my story. Five years ago, I went to 3010. They helped me lose 25 pounds. Took me about five and a half weeks. And whether you need to lose a few pounds like me, I have friends who have lost 80, 100 pounds. 3010 will help you reach that goal. All you have to do is find the location nearest you. Call 855-843-3010, 855-843-3010, or 3010weightlossforlife.com. When you're making big financial decisions, you want a partner that complements your
0: hopes with wisdom and guidance. Mortgage Master Service Corporation. And the Keel family have teamed up to serve you with over 65 years of combined experience.
7: Hi, this is Laura Keel of Laura's Home Loans. If your fixer-upper has you wondering about a renovation loan, call one eight three three Ask Laura.
0: Call one eight three three Ask Laura Mortgage Master Service Corporation CL four o four four five Equal Housing Opportunity.
2: Hi, this is Patrick and Lisa. And you've heard us here on Street Talk with Chris Davies.
8: We don't just respond to real estate questions on the show. Nope. We're ready to take your call, meet in person, and start working for you.
2: It's our mission to provide answers, guidance, and exceptional customer service. We aim to earn your trust as your local real estate team. Patrick. And Lisa.
8: Give us a call at 206-954-3555. Again, 206-954-3555.
2: Buying, selling, or or both. both. Your success is what matters most. Our connections... Can help.
8: Patrick and Lisa, local experts coming together to help you find your place in the world.
2: Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com or give us a call at 206 954 3555. That's 206 954 3555. Patrick and Lisa, you can find us at patrickandlisa.com.
0: Buy, sell, invest, and rest. When it comes to the mortgage industry and real estate, know the ropes, the ins and outs, and all the curves. This is Street Talk with Chris Davies, with a panel of industry insiders here to take your call. Now, here's your host of Street Talk, Chris Davies.
1: Welcome back to Street Talk, all things real estate, uh, where we're talking about uh, what I feel is one, one of the most uh, underutilized products that, that's out there. Available on the market, and maybe it's just because there's a lack of knowledge on how to use them, and that's uh, essentially the renovation loan. Uh, you know, uh, with the uh, government-backed products, whether it be Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, uh, in King Pierce and Snohomish County, you can get a loan. You can get a loan amount up uh, up to uh, about seven twenty six five twenty five. I mean, that puts the purchase price around 750 or no, 760 with 5% down. But let's say, for example, you're 10% down. You can just, you just add your down payment essentially to that loan amount. And that sort of becomes your purchase price if you're interested in finding a property at 500, doing a, doing a renovation on it and having a budget built into it. Can you have a budget built into it? How does that work? Well, basically, what, you know, let's say, for example, you're looking at a house and you've, you've got, you have this vision uh, you know, I think the first thing to do, obviously, would be to contact somebody like Robert and say, gosh, you know, we'd like to add – house is great. Let's say, for example, you're looking at a, a 1,000 rambler, 1,000 square foot rambler, and it, let's say it's, I don't know, 450. And you go, you know what? This house would be fantastic. I love the area. love the neighborhood. However, it's not big enough. And the neighborhood is supportive of, say, a 2,000-square-foot house. I mean, it's – you know, you got 1,000-square-foot ramblers. You have 2,000-square-foot homes in it. So it's a mix, right? So the first thing you'd want to do is contact somebody like Robert and say, gosh, you know, what would it take? What, what am I looking at if I would add 1,000-square-feet to the house? How would I do that? And, you know, what's feasible here? What's feasible in this neighborhood? Can we go up? Do we have to go out? Does the property support it? Do the do the boundary lines support it? That type of thing, and then uh, based upon that, he can do he can basically do some drawings and come up with a budget as to what it would take to add a thousand square feet. You talk to me, and I say, "Gosh, yes." Your purchase price is say four fifty. Your budget is two twenty five. That's seven seventy five. There's your price, right? Five percent down. You're at the loan limit of around seven twenty-six, and you have to have a contractor that's, that get, that gets pre-approved. This is on the Fannie Mae Homestyle loan, and essentially the plans would have to be drawn up because that's what mm-hmm. gets appraised. When yeah. you start, the, when you initiate the loan process, it's the plans that get appraised. It's a finished product.
5: So they're essentially funding your remodel costs too, so you don't have to have any cash out of pocket
1: besides the five percent down payment. That's what I'm saying. Wow. So That's when great. you look at it when you look at it from that perspective instead of gosh i got to live in this house with those cabinets and that <laughs> coloring and that tiny little kitchen and i feel cramped i don't have the study i don't have the extra living room etc 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 and you look at it you could actually walk into it the uh, start to finish time for completion is 6 months so the contractor, when you sign up with him, knows that he has to complete it from the point in time that you close. You have six months to build it, and they have, you know, the payment structure and the and the, the reserves built into the loan.
3: Plus, you have someone looking out for you. you yeah, because you hear all those stories about contractors walking away with cash. You know, the bank won't allow that to happen.
1: Well, the, the bank know? actually, go, you know, there's a there's a separate entity that that will pre-approve the contractors, mm-hmm. so they get pre-approved through whatever mechanisms that, that are used for that.
2: I think that this process is, is amazing for multiple reasons. I mean, HGTV has been the biggest pain for us because everybody <laughs> thinks they can renovate, remodel, do all this stuff. And so you're going in and you're buying a home, you're buying a home and you have the idea that you're going to flip it or, or renovate it and whatnot. But this actually makes you, um, you're stuck in a position where you have to be prepared, where you have to do all this due diligence and do uh-huh. this stuff prior to, um, and you're not getting caught with your you No. Know, For the most
4: part. Yeah, and (laughs) it's so important to have all those studies, you know, starting with the site plan, um, making sure that even the the site analysis. And and the thing is what you said is like when someone tries to do it themselves, it seems like, hey, on TV, they get it done in 24 hours. I'll get it done in two months. And the reality, before you know it, it's two years, right? But if you do have a good team, a solid team, then things can actually move along quite fast. Um, you know, and there's a lot of moving pieces that um, homeowners don't really think about. It's not just about the concept and design, but there's so much more things that go into, you know, your engineering, your, um, and it just goes on and on. So having, having someone that has the knowledge can really expedite that and also being upfront on timelines um, that would also help.
1: I think it's actually uh, the point that Pat raises is an excellent one because just with any project, You have to have a plan and you have to be realistic as to what the expense of it's going to be. You know what I mean? So in other words, a lot of times people will look at it and go, oh yeah, I can do that. I I can do that for whatever, right? And then all of a sudden they get into it and it's pretty soon, it's... Oh well, uh, it was twice that price mm-hmm. or three times that price, yeah. just because you walk into it blind, thinking that it's going to be this. I mean, bat you bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going
2: to
5: bring it up. <laughs> 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 I,
1: I was just waiting.
2: <laughs> just Don't waiting. say anything,
5: Blake. <laughs> I really want to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great, and,
2: and it, it, it is amazing now, and it turned out to be, and it is a great investment and whatnot. But um, I had a plan going in. I bought a home over in Kingston for an investment property um, in November of 2017. And we had a scope and we were going to do this, this and that. And it turned into be this, this, that, this and over there and this over there. And uh, it cost a lot more money, yeah. um, which ended up being a decision that we that we kind of like moved along as we went. It but evolved.
4: It, it kind of grew on you, in other words. It did. It's kind of It kind of grew.
2: And it went from a two- to three-month process to about a six-month process.
4: Yeah. And, and that's time, too. It's like, you know, when we talk about time, that is money as well. So um, the longer it takes, it's, it, it, it does cost more. So maybe there's an upfront fee or payment that they should put up first, but then at the end of the day, when everything is said and done, you, you actually are living and enjoying and you have so much more flexibility in what you want to do. You know, salary, finance, do whatever with the home versus be stuck in a half-done remodel.
1: I think that living in a finished product is, is always well worthwhile. In your particular case, the amount of work that was done to the property was screaming, like screaming as in good. Yeah, well, I was going to say the, the positive
5: is that it worked out. I <laughs> it mean, worked it, out. Yeah, <laughs> it really worked out in
1: your case. But there's so many
5: people that, that are not as fortunate.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, even we're doing a project uh, yeah. as well. So I mean, I mean, that's
3: what's great about you, Chris, is that, you know, you're talking about something and you're actually doing it. You know, how many okay. people talk and they don't know how to do it, but you're doing it. You're actually like, hey, I'm the finance guy. I found that Rambler, right? You found a great home. I love it. very cool home you know we could just renovate it just the way it is and respect you know that that mid-century style but for the fact that we're accentuating and we're we're ripping off a roof and reframing that whole thing and it's going to be Getting solar location, ready.
4: Adding oh, yeah. going to be Phenomenal.
3: Jump into the pool oh, from yeah. the master bedroom uh, deck <laughs> off the top.
4: You
1: know, crazy, outdoor showers. Crazy ideas, yeah. Very well. British. I mean, the, there's always things that you consider, even even if you think you're, you're somewhat, even if you think you're somewhat knowledgeable. I mean, this, in this yeah. particular case, you're talking about a house that has copper plumbing, hmm. right? So the life expectancy of copper plumbing is 40, 50 years, and we're basically at that point. So the question then becomes, what do you do? right so do you, right now you know do you renovate do you fix it do you i always believe when you do it do it right and get it done yeah. and but, mm-hmm. that's, that's
3: where it's great that you're doing some exploratory you know processes right because uh you, you want to get in there because your engineer is going to want to see how it's framed or how the foundation is so what are these issues that we cannot see until we start doing some demo um so i think that's really important that um that you take the time to see what kind of bones you have because you could have uh, ants, carpenter ants. You could, you know, you have cracks in the foundation. Um, We had a project um, over here on 10th, and, um, you know, you think with a remodel you have to keep that one wall up. Well, that's not true. We have nothing there. And um, when we uh, started taking it apart, we uh, realized that the foundation had um, no rebar in it. So negotiations with the city, how do you do that? Um, You need a team that's willing to battle because we're dealing with uh, government entities and uh, they're entitled. They tell us what to do, how to do it. You know, it's like a police officer pulling you over. And what are your rights? Do you really know? So we go in there, we tell them, hey, what about this? Can we do this? You know, how how about if we do that? And there's a lot of city officials out there that are really willing to help. And there's some that um, should probably get another job. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I've dealt with it, right? And I'm 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 actually working on one right now in Renton. And uh, you know, the the homeowners have double mortgage. Can you imagine that? And uh the city's been going back and forth um on a sidewalk. And you know, the sidewalk's like the last thing to happen. And so, you know, on the lower level, people were saying, No. But then there's this higher level that was like, Hey, yeah, we could do that. And at the end of the day, we negotiated it. Um, you know, thank God I, I have some really good support. Um, and uh, and uh, they said, okay, let's let's do it this way. So you know, if you can work with a city that's willing to change some ideas and they're open minded to say, you know what, this might be a better process. And if you don't ask, you'll never know.
1: Yeah, I think it's important. Always keep the end result in mind. So uh, we have uh, one more segment coming up. We'll talk about the ABCs of renovating, remodeling, and what it means on the real estate side when it comes to buying, etc. Number to the show is 844-TALK-101.
6: I'm in the studio with Laura Keel from Laura's Home Loans. Laura, you have a huge heart and you have a tremendous amount of knowledge when it comes to mortgages. And you and I have shared stories of people that you have, quote unquote, rescued. Right, right. Give me one that really strikes you.
7: We just finished up a home loan for one of our seniors that lives in Bellevue, Mm -hmm. owned his home free and clear on Social Security and could not make his tax payments. I mean, it was a choice between paying tax bills or eating. So he got behind in his taxes. King County foreclosed on him or tried to. We got down to the day of closing. We were able to save his home, pay his tax bill, get it negotiated down for him so it was much less. We also got to include payment of his taxes for the expected lifetime for him. So now he doesn't have a mortgage payment. He doesn't have a tax or property payment, and he can live in his house in Bellevue on his Social Security income.
6: That's Laura Keel with knowledge and a gigantic heart. You can reach her at one eight three three Ask Laura. That's one eight three three Ask Laura. Laura's Home Loans.com, a Mortgage Master Service Corporation CL four zero four four five an equal housing opportunity.
9: Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian, a fellow thirty ten weight loss for life customer. And Brian, your story is incredible. How much weight did you lose at thirty ten? 83 pounds that is fantastic congratulations my wife says that basically she has a
10: new boyfriend
9: (laughs) to be back in that category where you're getting positive comments about your physical appearance that's that's pretty cool
10: well and it worked finally i broke down and bought some new clothes and and you know i have to admit
9: i'm looking pretty good Isn't that fun when you get to buy that new wardrobe?
10: Oh, yeah. I lost eight inches in my waist, and I looked in the mirror, and I just smiled. And I said, geez, Louise, sweet. (laughs) My son sent me a picture of about two and a half years ago, and then he sent me a picture from two weeks ago, and he goes, wow, congratulations.
9: What's your story going to be? Give him a call, 855-843-3010. That's 855-843-3010, or go to 3010weightlossforlife.com. You're worth it.
11: Hi, this is Quacy with the Kwesi Homes team. As a real estate agent, I love helping my clients make the most of their investment. When you are selling a fixer-upper, a teardown or buildable land, you not only want to make the most for your property, you have so many other factors to consider. Can the buyer get financing? Do I want a bunch of people walking through the property? How long will it take to close and get my money? And that's where I come in. Strategy and experience are critical with these types of properties. I'll help you measure your options, hammer out the details, and get the best value. If you are considering selling your fixed upper teardown, or buildable land, give me a call, 206-854-4132. That's 206-854-4132. This is Kwesi with the Kwesi Homes team. Start by investing in experience and strategy. All conversations are confidential. Call 206-854-4132.
0: Maneuver the road of real estate. Now back to Street Talk with Chris Davies.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to Street Talk. Where the topic of the day pretty much has been uh, renovation loans, how how to utilize them, what does it entail? But let's talk about, you know, let's say for example the financing's there and it's all set up. From the uh, from the buyer side or from the borrower side. Robert, why don't you, you know, I've gone through that process, but the ABCs of how do you get from what the structure is now to providing them with options to where you sort of drill down or where you end up with that final result?
3: Yeah, you know, um, created a three-step process. So number one is, um, you know, going out to the site, measuring it down to a quarter of an inch. And um, getting an as-built situation um, inputted into computer-aided drafting um, application. Once once we have that, then um, typically I propose um, two to three different options, and uh, they're based upon low number versus high numbers. Um, sometimes. So,
1: but those are the budget numbers, right? Yeah. So, in yeah. other words, if it's a fifty thousand dollar project, or. A hundred thousand dollar project. Here's what it looks like mm-hmm. at fifty. Here's what it looks like at a hundred, yep. or even greater. Two hundred, yep. yeah.
4: And a yep. lot of times, it's also the square footage too, right? Okay. Is how big do you want to add, or um, or what's the possibilities of adding? So all of those will affect the the cost.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And that's that's yeah. fantastic.
3: And and even if we do have you know a layout that looks like it's potentially you know say fifty thousand, you you can have contractors say, hey, you know, we could do that for 30. Or you could have someone who says, you know, that that would be 200.
4: And so again, some of those elements will be in the finishes yeah, as well. So yeah. the, that will vary on, on the budget mm-hmm. at the end. So you can have a you know medium-sized kitchen, but it could be, you know, all the whistles and bells and, of, of a German kitchen or, or something within those lines, right? So that might be a, a bigger investment. Um, or even appliances. A lot of times clients don't even realize that um, sometimes appliances would cost more than the kitchen, right? So yeah. so things like that will start uh, adding up. Um, but going back to to the concept, so we have the site plan, we have uh, well, first, measurements yeah. and so forth. Now we are into developing some of these ideas. Yeah,
3: so, so second step would be, you know, confirming the plan. Uh, after you say, hey, I like a little bit of A, I like a little bit of B or C. Um, and uh, then we start creating the envelope. So 3D model, creating um, what that, envelope will look like. Um, and then, you know, co-creating, always working with the client because at the end of the day, it's their home. It's not mine. I'm not paying the mortgage. I'm not moving in. So unless they want me to.
2: I've seen some of your work and it's great. Cause y- you know, you did, you had those, th- you had three or four different options and you were, you were working hand hands on with the client and yeah. you were just discussing, it wasn't like here, this is what you get. Mm. Um, you know, you, you, you work together to try and create that you know, that dream home for them, which is really cool.
3: Yeah. And, you know, in, in this industry, it's it's a rare thing, too, because um, it's 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 all about ego. I was just about to, I was about yeah. to
2: say there's so many people <laughs> with egos that I'm sure that that's a little uh, tough uh, for is. some people. But
3: no. it is because, you know, you're, you're you're dealing with somebody, you have a dream and they're telling you how to have that dream. And and they're not listening, right? So, well, and
4: then sometimes it, it, it's not it, you run into issues with with um, the site mm. and and so forth. So then it's like, hey, what is realistic um, to get done as well? And and um, you have to have the clients need to have a flexibility to understand yeah. that. Not everything that um, wants to or is dreamed up can actually happen. So, um, adjustment and flexibility. M- more important, really having an open mind, open mindset, and coming in and, and just um, trusting the professionals, knowing that they do, um, they see things from a different perspective. And and just really letting them uh, do their work. Right. It's almost like you're not going to tell a doctor how to treat you. You're just going to trust their opinion. Sure. You're going to have your insight. Same thing here. It's like, yes, they're they're looking for your best interest and and they see something that you might be so stuck on and just like you. um, But it could just turn out into something so much more. How did I,
2: how did your place work out, Blake? In Syncadia? how how was that whole process? I know that's building ground up.
5: Yeah, I mean that's that's a whole different ball game. I mean, but that was just, that was it's it's, I guess uh, the best way to put it is predict the, the expect the unexpected. <laughs> so we had a perfect example of exactly what you guys are talking about. Uh, big home, uh, big basement, just mm. like we were talking about. We went underground. It was not even a daylight basement, but you have one window. Um, so. Essentially, what happened was the basement was supposed to be like 2,000 square feet, wow. have uh, <laughs> basically uh, a whole big living area. So two living areas, bedroom, bathroom. Huh. And that was going to be the ensuite. And so it was going to be huh. a 12-foot basement. Uh, and then you dig nine feet down, and we hit an aquifer.
3: Out. Nice. Well, free water?
5: Yeah, free water. <laughs> so try not to sink your basement. <laughs> so we, we, we started digging down a little more, and they're like, hey, hey this... Huh. this it's just, it's just a reality. We, we did the soil testing. We did everything. We mm-hmm. did our due diligence. But, you know, here, here is the reality. Wow. So now what we did was we kind of made it – so we had to shrink the footprint – Mm -hmm. and we made it about 1100 square feet and it's got two living spaces we axed the bedroom and the bathroom because you couldn't have water down there Mm -hmm. and then we made it we did exposed beams and made it like a a bar saloon area so we changed the whole vision of what Mm -hmm. that was going to be and now it's kind of a little bit lower ceiling so you have from anywhere from like six and a half to seven foot eight foot ceilings all throughout the basement but it's got this really cool kind of saloon vibe to it so we totally changed the direction of where we were going with it, and it wasn't going to be this big twelve foot kind of another suite down there. But um, it really ended up working out, right. working out for the best. But we had to have flexibility because at the time it was like our dream was kind of like you know, yeah. And, yeah. and
4: and having again, and you had to trust, right? You yeah, had to you say, have... hey, you know what? These people know what they're doing. I'll, I'll, I'll let them. You know, I, I have a vision, and they'll do the best with the given per. Um,
5: yeah. And I think that, yeah. Okay. So we had another bedroom down there. We're a bedroom short now. Well, you know, the, the is, you can't control mm-hmm. some things. So adjusting expectations accordingly is, is a really good good way to go that about it. That was a it. good example. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, that's a great example. And, and, you know, I've seen clients actually miss out because they didn't have flexibility mm-hmm. or trust
5: well the um. thing is is the end result is usually just as good mm. as the beginning yeah it's just it's just story. yeah, it's just a little bit different you know yeah. so you, you can't get too fixated on one thing it's analysis paralysis right mm. right
3: yeah
1: well again it's, it's all depends what you're exposed to so as a person that's not in the industry so to speak you, your your exposure to problems is going to be limited whereas when you have experts in the industry their exposure to things is going to be enormous right so it's it's just having that confidence so having somebody that's trusted but also that somebody that's done it it's been a fantastic show folks hope you enjoyed the uh, information that's been relayed uh let's talk about how people get a hold of you guys
2: Pat, let's start with you. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys. Please feel free. If you have any questions about buying, selling, renos, or anything like that, give me a call. My number is 206-701-4487. That's 206-701-4487. Or you can look us up at patrickandlisa.com. And Robert, how about
3: you? Uh, Robertbonner.com and uh, 425-279-3317. And uh, on on your next show, we'll finish up the third step, which is uh, uh, construction documents.
1: Oh, that sounds exciting. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And
3: and, you know, I'm here to help your dream.
2: Blake,
1: how do people get a hold of you? Blake.nelson
5: at compass.com, 425-765-2185.
1: And Ariana,
4: Yes, um, the office number is 425-679-2463, and our website is com. that's uh, double-I.com. Folks, lending
1: questions about any sort of lending uh, real estate related, Chris Davis with Laura's Home Loans, 833 ask Laura or call me directly at 206-856-5438. Go Hawks, let's go clinch the division tonight. Chris
0: Davis, MLO 105695, Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CO40445 equal housing opportunity.
6: For over 30 years, home buyers have turned to this local expert and my friend for guidance. Hey everybody, it's John Curley with Laura Keel. It's always so great to see you, Laura Keel, from Laura's Home Loans. You and your experience is so beneficial to the clients, isn't it?
7: It really is. It's hard to match that many years of experience. I've been through every kind of market and uh, our loan officers are just the best.
6: What is it that you're trying to do for clients and their family?
7: We want them to get the house that's going to bring them joy Mm -hmm. for their entire life.
6: What is sort of the common question that comes up all the time with mortgages?
7: The biggest question in this area is uh, what about home values? We expect home values to be high for a long time around here. So now is the time to buy. Now is the time to refinance.
6: That's Laura's, Laura's Home Loans. Laura's got the best team working with her. You can reach her at 1 Ask Laura. That's 1 Ask Laura at laura'shomeloans.com. Mortgage Master Service Corporation, CL 40445, an equal housing opportunity. Thanks, Laura.
8: When picking a real estate broker, customer satisfaction is key. Hi, this is Rebecca Mitsui of Keller Williams. When buying or selling a home, there's a lot to consider, and you've got a lot on your mind. As your real estate broker, it's my job to get the information that's right for you. Your interests are of interest to me. Now, there's a great deal of technology and information out there, but it takes a human touch to bring those numbers to life and close the deal. We'll utilize today's state-of-the-art tools, Keller Williams Industries.